0: Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Wednesday on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Joining us now, talking about the Red Sox and the Bruins, is our Red Sox and Bruins insider over at Nesson, Tom Karen, TC. How are you? I'm well, Brady. How you doing? Good. Were you as nervous as I was last night when Garrett Whitlock got up limping with two outs in the ninth inning after that uh, slide into first base?
1: Oh no doubt about that. That's uh, He's been the most important guy on this team. He's the Red Sox MVP here in 2022 so far, which is amazing to say. Uh, I, I, I thought the way Alex Cora managed that game last night, he said it after the game. He said it felt like a playoff game. I managed it like a playoff game. Uh, and, and so to see him go down and it be the knee – uh, was, was scary. I think we all held our collective breaths, and, and I, I still think we should be holding part of our breath yep. until we know that he's okay today. But luckily, he finished the game, said he felt fine, and we'll go from there.
0: Good game last night. the it took a lot of pitches, but he mm-hmm. got through it, held down a great lineup. So I, I thought that was a very encouraging win, because we still, even though the numbers have been good, we've had questions about the Sox starting rotation, and pitching staff as a whole continues to hold up.
1: Yeah, you know, it is interesting you say even though the numbers have been good and the numbers have been good and if you take Nick Pavetta out of those numbers the numbers are really good. Uh, yeah. but you don't you don't get a mulligan in a rotation, right? And and Pavetta goes tonight. So they got to get him on track. Uh, I you know, I talked to High and Bloom yesterday and and he said things have played out pretty much as he expected as far as what he's getting out of his starting rotation after a short spring training. Uh, it is amazing to me. What are we uh, we're closing it on two weeks. Yep. Of the season here, and uh, uh, uh Nathan Ivaldi's second start is still the only time a major league pitcher has thrown 100 pitches this season, so it's happened once, and that was Nate Evaldi five days ago. And uh, so that just tells you everybody's kind of in the same boat, it's why they have the 28 man roster, it's why they have the extra pitchers. Uh, so yeah, I, I, you know, I think the starting pitching has been okay, Ivaldi's been okay, he hasn't been his best. Uh, Michael Walker has been really good. That's been the surprise, obviously. Uh, Hawk has shown uh, what you'd expect from Hawk Hills had, uh, you know, it, it wasn't bad Patriots Day, except for really the two home runs, which again, you can't take those away. But considering what he was doing and uh, dealing with with his father passing away. So but that has really been the issue. We'll see what he can do tonight.
0: Does anybody know the COVID rules for 2022? Because... At first, I didn't think we had COVID rules. Then I heard everyone was out automatically five days. Then I heard it might be 10. I don't know what the difference is between vaccinated and unvaccinated anymore. And then I heard two negative tests in 24 hours and you'd be good. When can, when can Vasquez and Ploeki and Arauz come back?
1: I don't know. I'm going with the five days because that's still what I've heard more than anything else. And, I, and this, you know, it's not like I haven't Googled it. I mean, there are, to your point, there seem to be 10 different sets of rules floating out there. Uh, and, and then you throw in the Canadian rules and, and that makes it even more complicated because they're going there, as you know, Sunday night. Uh, and, and so I, I think five days, cause that's what CDC says for the rest of us. Right. Yeah. So I would assume that's the same. I do think you touched on the two negative tests. I do think there is a route to get back sooner. If you have two negative tests, But I'm not 100% sure of that, to be honest. So I I don't know. Right now, you know, it's more about the other side of it. It's more about when you get there today, who else is being added? You know, we, we know from last year, Red Sox had 12 players test positive in 12 days or added to the list of 12 days. Vaccinated, unvaccinated factors in here. If you're a close contact, then you're vaccinated. You can keep playing. If you're close contact, then you're not vaccinated. Then you have to miss time. That's what happened to Josh Taylor. Last year, and and it would be a concern uh, if it happens to Tanner Houck this year, Uh, because we know he can't pitch in Canada next week, which is a problem. But if he has to miss his start, would that be tomorrow? Uh, That would be a big problem for this team as well. So you hope he's not identified as a close contact.
0: Alex Cora won't come out and say who else can't go to Toronto, but we know there are others. Have you done any digging and been able to find out who's not going aside from? Yeah, her?
1: I have, and I've gotten no answers as well. They're very serious about the uh, uh, about the privacy protocols and all of this. And uh, I, you know, Chris Sale would be one. We are, pretty, yeah, well, he's unvaccinated, but he wouldn't go anyway. But that'll matter later in the season unless he gets vaccinated. I don't know who else. And, and and Oakland just went through this, right? When they were in Canada, uh, anybody who's positive won't be able to obviously go anywhere near the field as well. So they could be depleted. The worry is the starting pitching, right? Because you're in a stretch of 17 games in 17 days, and you're going to miss Houck on Tuesday in Canada because he's unvaccinated. You don't want to lose anybody else out of that rotation.
0: Connor Wong seemed to impress people last night. What was your impression of Wong, who we've seen before, but you know minimally?
1: He's got a really good relationship with Nate Ivaldi, so that helps last night. He actually catches Ivaldi in the offseason and has in the last two years. When when they were locked down with COVID, it just so happens they live near each other in Texas. Uh, And so Wong was catching Ivaldi back in uh, April and May of 2020, and they did it again this winter. Uh, So that certainly helped that relationship last night. I thought it was great that he got the sacrifice fly for the game-winning run. Uh, you know, just to. Have, you know, did what he had to do with that at bat, get the ball deep enough, elevate the ball, get the run home. Red Sox win the game. So, yeah, he's starting again tonight, uh, probably tomorrow. I mean, uh, uh, Ronaldo Hernandez has 11 innings caught above double A in his career. Mm-hmm. So you're really hoping they don't have to go to that.
0: Another guy who impressed yesterday was Kevin Uchulis, drawing rave reviews for his Nesson 2022 debut. What'd you think of you in your guys' booth?
1: Well, I, I feel like a proud father because I it, the youke is here because of me. I, That's last right. year, I went to the Red Sox. I went to Nesson and said you should have Yuke as part of our studio group. They hadn't really talked about him. And uh they brought him in and he was great. And then after this season, I went to you and said you should talk to Nesson about being a booth analyst. He's like, uh, I don't know. I was like, you'd be great. And so he was great. He's exactly what I thought he would be. He's funny. He's engaging. Uh, he's insightful. He's everything you want in an analyst. I thought he was phenomenal.
0: I actually listened to most of the game on radio. I watched the last couple of innings on TV. Did you have any X-style, uh, you know, sayings or anything? I was really loving, who was it the other day that X said was throwing mediocre cheese for Minnesota? Might have yeah. Might have been Griffin Jacks. I can't remember, but mediocre no, cheese. Jacks.
1: Yeah, he's had – over the years, we've had mediocre cheese. Educated cheese is my favorite. uh, Educated cheese is mediocre cheese, but it's got command, so you know where it's going. Uh, Then there's salad, which is somebody who doesn't have cheese, right? And then – so, yeah, over the years, we've had that. Uh, Nothing like that yet. No, I I, I think Yuke is – is just going to be a guy who's going to speak from the heart. Like we had a, and, and I know he we went on radio too. I didn't hear that, uh, but the inning where Bill Burr dropped by the comedian, uh, <laughs> and was with Kevin Uchlys was was pretty hysterical. Uh, so so uh, you know Uch just great. He's he's a funny guy. He doesn't take himself too seriously, even though he was one hell of a ball player, uh, and I think he's going to be a great analyst.
0: You know Lou Maloney said yesterday on Weei that he is, I don't know, irritated is probably the right word at how the Red Sox offseason went because he thinks that this should have been an all-in year and the Red Sox didn't really approach it as an all-in year. How do you respond to his feelings?
1: Yeah, and I I read what he wrote, what Lou wrote about that, and he really specifically said they should have gotten one more starting pitcher. And and I agree with that. I said that all offseason. I thought they would make a trade for a middle-of-the-rotation pitcher who could replace Eduardo Rodriguez. They didn't do that. Uh, Obviously, they thought Waka and Hill uh, would would add enough. Uh, They hoped Sale would be here. A cracked rib is nothing you can forecast, even though you could say you were concerned about his ability to stay healthy. A cracked rib is not an arm issue. Uh, James Paxton is ahead of schedule, so they think they have the depth to compete and then get better with those two guys, maybe make a trade. So, I listen, the offense is going to get going. It's shown a couple of fits and spurts here of uh, of, of getting going, and, and it's going to cover up a lot of blemishes on the pitching side. The bullpen has been better than I expected. So, clearly, you know, the the Diekman and, uh, and Strom signings were really good. Uh, they've both been really good. Robles has been good. Uh, so give them credit for that. They've cobbled together a bullpen that, that should help them with some of these short starts.
0: Tonight on Nesson, you know, just 45 minutes from now or so is going to be the Jerry Remy special that you guys are running. And I thought the Red Sox and, the, and Nesson so far have done a great job honoring Jerry. I thought opening day, the home opener, was really well done before the game, and you're going to be the master of ceremonies. So what can we expect tonight?
1: Yeah. So this is the on field tonight is Jerry Remy night at the ballpark. We're doing the ceremony before the game. Uh, I've gotten a peek at what's going on. I can't tell you uh, what's going on. They like to keep those ceremonies under wraps uh, to have a little surprise uh, with it, but there's, there's some great former teammates of, of Jerry's great, former uh, teammates of his in the Nesson uh, broadcast, uh, some old familiar faces uh, from baseball and television Um family members. It's going to be special, uh, humble to be a small part of it. And uh, that starts at six thirty. So even if you're watching the basketball game, you should be able to come over to us, watch the Jerry Remy ceremony, uh, which I think is going to be uh, emotional for all of us. And, uh, and then you can go watch a basketball game if you need to.
0: <laughs> on a, on a lighter note on the basketball game, can you think of a player who played in Boston, who is disliked more than Kyrie Irving?
1: Right now, no. I mean, there's nobody active. And I've, I've tried to think about anybody, you know, over time uh, that, that left and was truly hated. Johnny uh, Damon,
0: Jacoby Johnny Ellsbury.
1: Damon was, Johnny Damon was the one, though, that uh, Jacoby uh, – because it was – it just never happened with him in New York. You know what I mean? You never – It's was like, oh, yeah, good thing he went when he went because the injuries were, were, were there. Yeah. But the Johnny Damon thing, I mean, the boos were real. It was – uh they were all over him, and he – he still talks about that uh, uh, about that when he uh, when he went over um but i'm i'm trying to think about you know you think there would be a bruin who who left and and but there really isn't anybody that i can come up with you know we're with our yep. bruins were are pretty you know we loved ray Bork when he came back we had a parade for him when he <laughs> won the stanley cup in colorado uh, but you know boychuk and thornton and all those guys we loved uh, when they left right and came back um, so no, I, I mean, but, but again, the way it played out here, right. I mean, it was just, so, you know, I, I, it's just, I understand why, uh, there's a two word chant Irving, uh, or Kyrie being the second word of the chant, which has now replaced <laughs> Yankees suck at Fenway park. Uh, and so if you hear that in the background of your baseball broadcast tonight, we apologize for not being able to, know. but you're right. I, he is. He is as hated as any. Uh, as he's right up there with the all-time villains, uh, and and uh, you know who play against the Red Sox, and none of those guys ever played for Boston. So that's he's in a special place, and he's put himself there, no doubt about that.
0: Real quick on the, uh, we're eventually we're going to get to the end of the NHL regular season. I feel like it's going longer than it usually does. Bruins do beat the Blues last night. It took overtime, TC. Yeah, good
1: win. Good to see Boy step up in overtime. Uh, they're 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 picking up wins when they need these last couple of wins. Penguins and Blues have been really important because they've been blowing some leads, as we know, and it hadn't been a great month. Uh, so good to see them put that together. And uh, and and you know, it, it's just it's strange because three weeks ago we we're just convinced it was going to be a uh, Bruins uh, Maple Leafs playoff series. Now you, you're looking all over the place. It could be anybody. Uh, could be could be the Rangers, which would be something. Um, it's really going to be interesting uh, when this goes. I, I said the other day, this weekend, this past weekend, for the first time in a long time, kind of felt like old times, normal times for sports fans in Boston. You had, you had the Bruins clinch their playoff spot on Saturday. You had the Celtics in one of the great playoff games. It'll go down all time. As I mean, all the great history of – Celtics playoffs. That is one of the greatest playoff games they've ever been involved in. Uh, Red Sox opening up at home and winning a couple of games Saturday, Sunday. The marathon coming back on Patriots Day for the first time. It was a pretty cool weekend. And, and when you uh, to your point, we're finally going to get to the end of the Bruins season. They should start their playoff run right about the time either this series ends or the next series begins for the Celtics. And 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 that kind of feels like old times, right? When both teams are chugging along in the yeah. playoffs and. Uh, We'll see where it all goes, but uh, it's uh, it, it's uh, the the Bruins. I you know it, they're 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 the great unknown to me in the playoffs. Right? Would it shock you if they lost the first round in five? Wouldn't shock me. Would it shock you if they went three rounds? Wouldn't shock me. So <laughs> if they get everybody back and healthy, I still think they've got a run in them. We'll see how it goes.
0: Red Sox and Bruins insider Tom Karen over at Nesson. Red Sox and Blue Jays tonight 7-10 First pitch. Our coverage begins a little while from now at six ten. The Jerry Remy special. 6 30 on television tc appreciate you we'll talk to you again next week thanks brady appreciate it